Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. This is our second segment of the week and joining us on the line is the terrific Jamie Smith of No Nay Never, ESPN FC and the Euro Live blog over at MSN. Jamie, welcome back. Obviously, we're going to be talking about England who played well but couldn't quite hold on to all three points. What was your view of this match against Russia? Yeah, it's a funny one really because I I thought we played really well and certainly deserved to win the game, but I think it just happens, doesn't it? Sometimes the team scores an equaliser that they don't deserve, especially when they're putting so many balls into the box and it just turned out to be an absolute mismatch with uh, their giant defender being up against Danny Rose, who's probably the smallest member in our back line. It was just a bit unlucky the way it happened. But you can also look at it another way. We had so many chances in the game. We probably should have been home and horse before the end. Akin Fair made a fantastic save from Rooney. Lana had a couple of very good opportunities. Sterling got in the box a couple of times and should have done better. So it's not like we didn't have the opportunities to, to take the points. But on balance, I am really happy. I think the, the formation, obviously there was a lot of talk between um, whether we play 4-3-3 or with a diamond in midfield, but it was the 4-3-3 Hodgson went for. That worked quite well. Rooney midfield worked really well. It's just we didn't get the result. And I think the reaction's been a bit over the top for me, I think. Had Russia not scored that goal, then everyone would have been really happy. But it's not a disaster. We've still got a point. The way the groups and the tournament is laid out, we'll probably only need three points to get through the group anyway. So certainly not a disaster. A lot of positive signs in the performance itself. And just a shame that we didn't get the win that I felt the performance deserved. I think England against Russia was one of the strongest team performances of the competition so far. Yeah, I, I do think the play was interesting. There were some uh, people questioning the Lalana selection. I think he played perfectly fine. If there's anybody that you think gets dropped from this 11 for the next match, who do you think it would be? Yeah, Lalana's a strange one because I'm, I'm not a big fan of his, but I can see how he fits into the system. And he did okay, but he just he can't finish. So I think the problem is if you're going to have two members of the front three Lana and Sterling, both of whom aren't very good at shooting, it means there's going to be a lot of pressure on the other guy, which is Harry Kane, who I didn't feel played particularly well. Um, I think if anyone was going to drop out, it would probably be Sterling, but Hodgson is obviously a fan. Put him in the team for the World Cup two years ago. He stuck with him, even through bad form at Man City and, and being out injured and the various things that have gone on with him. So... I'd be surprised if there's many changes, to be honest. I think, like I said, the system worked fine. Rooney midfield worked fine. I don't think any of the subs were particularly amazing to force their way into selection. I don't think there's anyone on the bench that has to, to come in. So I think it'll probably be the same. Jack Wilsh is the one that some player, some people might want to come in, and I think there's a case to be made for that. But I don't see how you get Wilsh and Ali in the same team. And if you're playing Rooney in midfield, then there's not really a space for him at the moment. So I think it's Ali or Wilshire. And Delhi Ali did fine for me, so I think he should keep his place. I think he'll probably be the same 11, and I'll be quite happy with that. Yeah, I'd probably agree with you there as well. There was a lot of blame being tossed around after a late goal, as you'd expect, because it is a heart-wrenching thing. Some people blaming anyone from Rose to Hart for not making a tougher play on the ball to Cahill for blocking Hart off. Or do you think it was just an unfortunate thing? Where do you land on that? I think all goals to start with, all goals are preventable to some extent. I think even Dimitri Payet's goal on Friday night, it could have been closed down better. 
Uh, Luka Modric has fantastic volley for Croatia. That was poor clearance that led to that. So you can always pinpoint mistakes or things people could have done better down the line. I don't think you can blame Rose at all. It's total mismatch. Berezovsky's probably a foot taller than Danny Rose. He's got no chance of winning it. Um, I don't think Hart had any chance of getting to it either. It's one of those leaping ones that's just going to go over your head. It doesn't matter how tall you are. It's just stopping the balls into the box, I suppose, is, is what Hodgson might be disappointed by. But when you get to this stage in the game, the balls are going to come into the box and you've just got to try and defend them. It's going to happen sometimes that a, a big defender gets his head on the ball. And I think it was a bit of a freak goal, really. I don't think he was trying to loop it like that. So I, th- I think it was a bit of luck and a bit of just... That's how teams play in the last minute. I don't I don't see the point in going, oh, Rose has to get dropped because he got beaten in the air. He's going to get beaten in the air sometimes. He's not really big. What, what were people expecting? Yeah. Um, also, we keep having uh, Gitto on when we have English fans on, and maybe they're pulling punches or not. Do you have any reaction to, to Wales getting a 2-1 win? And they are in the group as well, so I suppose that could put a little bit more of a negative uh, connotation on it. Yeah, I think um, Wales were surprisingly good. I think I've not seen much of them in qualifying. Obviously, the suspicion is that they are very reliant on on Gareth Bale and the, the team that they picked. Um, I support Burnley as well, so I was I was hoping Sam Volts was going to get in there with Robson Carnan carrying an injury, but they decided not to to have any support for Bale really, apart from pushing Ramsey on. Um, I think what was most impressive. For, for Wales as the way they responded to Slovakia getting the equaliser and getting back in the game. There was a period that Slovakia were well on top, but Chris Coleman made positive changes. Robson Carney came on, made a difference, got the winner in the end. And I think it would have been easy for them to buckle and end up losing that game, but the, the fact that they managed to battle so hard and get a winner, as scrappy as it was, I think that, that bodes well for their chances for for the rest of the tournament. In terms of their game against us, again, with the, the setup of the tournament as it is with 16 of the 24 teams winning through, I think Wales are effectively in the next round already. Um, Joe Allen, I know, said after the game that he doesn't want them to be complacent, but I think there might be a bit of that as much as there will be a spark with the fact that it's Wales-England. So be interested if there is any slacking off from from Wales, whereas obviously England needs to make sure they get a win. Yeah, you kind of alluded to there what, what the point situation is. Do you think this is one of the groups where we'll see a third team go through, or do you think we won't really see enough from Russia? Wales obviously already on their three points, so maybe four points for the winners, three for second and third? I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to tell. Obviously, um, the third place teams depends on the other groups as well. Um, I'd be surprised if, if teams didn't go through with four points in any of the groups. Uh, and three points will probably be enough in most of the groups. So you're talking one win or three draws. Um, I'd be amazed if England don't get through. However, however they manage to do it, especially with the group they've got, they should be the strongest team in that group on paper. Obviously, things happen at tournaments and it doesn't always go to plan. But I, I think Wales are obviously in the box seat now. They've got the win on the board, but... It should be England and Wales in the top two. Russia didn't seem to be up to much. And Slovakia, although they had a good spell in the game, I think Wales deserved their victory. Yeah, so if you do think England and Wales are going through, uh, England obviously, uh, <laughs> that's who we're talking about here, what, what do you think the expectation is for this England team? Obviously there's a lot of hype. There's been some argument 
that maybe this England team isn't as good as a lot of people say, but it has lots of potential. So, like, this will be the England team for years to come now. What, what do you think the expectation is for this tournament specifically for England, though? It is quite an inexperienced group. There's not that many players who've been at major tournaments before. Obviously, Rooney's at his sixth, I think, but a lot of them, this is either their first or second tournament. Um, but on the flip side, they said the same thing two years ago at the World Cup, that it was the start of a rebuilding process. So I think there has to be some signs of progress. Um, England should get through the group, like I say. And then it depends who, who they play in the next round, I suppose. Um, but I think quarterfinals are a realistic aim. Quarterfinals seems to be our limit at the European Championship, and then we'll probably lose on penalties, probably to Portugal. That seems to happen every time. <laughs> so why, why change the habit of a lifetime? We'll probably lose on the penalties to Portugal in the quarters, I'd say. Yeah, so uh, overall, but your, your impression of this tournament on the whole has been positive? Yeah, there was a lot of stuff, wasn't there, in the build-up about how it was going to be really defensive and negative and teams are going to play for nil-nils, but I don't think that's been the case in, in most of the games. Northern Ireland have just been on, and I think they did a bit, but they, their team is so limited that was always going to happen. I think most of the other teams have really had a go. Even Albania, who a lot of people fancied to be the worst team in the tournament, they had a real crack at it even after going down to 10 men. Romania had a go against France and were probably unlucky not to get anything out of that game. So I've been impressed with um, certainly the willingness of teams to attack. There has been a dearth of attacking quality, I think. Some of the finishing has been really quite ropey. But it is early days and, and hopefully the standard will step up. I think the fear is that it's such a long tournament now, it's getting on to, to World Cup distance with a whole month between the opening day and the final. The worry is that the teams that get to the final are just shattered from playing so many games together. So hopefully that's not going to be the case. All right, cool. Well, that uh, wraps us up talking about England. Tell the folks where they can find you. Yeah, you can listen to my Burnley-related ramblings on nonanever.net. That's our podcast. And I'll also be sporadically manning the decks of the MSN Euros live blog. And next season, you'll be able to read my Burnley thoughts on ESPN FC as well. All right, well, thanks for taking the time out for us, Jamie, and we'll speak soon. No worries. Cheers, mate.